Welcome back to the Upper Tier Podcast, the football podcast we bring you each and every day on the Dynamo Podcast Network. Head over to YouTube, smash that subscribe and bell notification button. Joining me tonight, as always, if there's a preview or a review to be done, this man is always on the screen, ready to lay down the law on these things. This is your Champions League review, match week two. Darren, how are we doing, my man? Well, good, Noel. Good to see you, man. Good, you too, pal. Let's start with Group A, Paris Saint-Germain and Man City, 2-0 to PSG. Yeah, it was, I watched uh, I watched part of it, you know, it was, it was comprehensive enough in fairness to PSG. Um, City off the back of a great result of the weekend against Chelsea, which for me, they really pulled it out of fire getting a result there, you know. Um, they looked a bit lackluster and again, they, they kind of showed a little more the, the old frailties, uh, and when I when I say that, I'm talking about up front. You know, they're definitely. I've said this for weeks now on the mashups and the previews. They still look like they're missing a striker badly for me, um, and I think ultimately this season that could that could cause them to either come up short either in the league or in Europe because all around the pitch, you're looking at them and you're thinking they've got it everywhere, but up front they're very very light, man. Yeah. How did you feel about PSG? Obviously, Messi getting his goal and um, the first goal from an unusual character. Uh, in the midfield, yeah, ex Everton, address again, again, yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, good footballer, that lad plays in the middle, you know, he's tidy, but he's never usually on the score sheet. Um, does the defensive role a little more, um, and obviously took the took the goal well. I was a bit, I, I had a little bit of a word with with uh, the brother in law, he's here in the house, you know. I wasn't overly enamoured with what uh, Ederson did for the Messi goal. Mm. Um, now I'm a keeper, so maybe I'm just being a bit harsh. But it did go in quite centrally, albeit the ball was bending away the other side and he getting the eyes and maybe giving the step. But I mean, like, it certainly wasn't in the side netting. It wasn't in the corner of the goal. It's quite tr- central when the ball goes in. The kind of thought, it's not a little bit of a... But I might be just being picky, you know. Um, I thought PSG looked okay. Um, I think they'll play better, but, you know, they probably won't get many better results, put it that way. Mm. What about the surprise package? I mean, we did say earlier in the year or earlier in the season when we previewed the Champions League as a whole, we were worried a little bit about Leipzig. And it's uh, it's come to fruition, isn't it, really? Bruges picking up a 2-1 win against Leipzig at home in Germany. Yeah. Um, they're in trouble, I, aren't I don't they? Think you can, I don't think you can keep selling the kind of quality that they've been selling on, on a regular basis for the last couple of years. Um, and then lose, you know, your figurehead Nagelsmann there at the top, and 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 still compete at the at the top table, you know. Um, they're struggling in Germany, and now they're they're struggling in in Europe, and yeah, I don't see them, I don't see them pushing pushing the top two at all. Now, I have to be honest with you. Yeah, what what you're thinking in terms of this group? Are you still looking at PSG and Man City to qualify? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think City have Bruges next, don't they? They've the home away way legs against Bruges. Yes. Um, you, you, you'd you'd find it hard to believe they won't pick up six points from that. Um, and PSG, I, I'd imagine they'll pick up minimum four against Leipzig, and then they'll have their game against Bruges. And so it's going to be City and, and PSG all the way here. Um, it's just who finishes top and and who finishes second, you know. But again, they'll both be true to the knockout stages for me. Yeah, I'm looking at it again, um, the way things are starting to pan out, the landscape in the tournament. Um, and, and you know, sometimes people say, okay, if you top your group, you might get the easier draw. Yeah. It's not panning out this way again, is it really? Like it's, it's No, like- no, there's, there's a couple of big teams sitting in second places, you know, and 
they could uh, they could cause trouble for for teams that have topped their group in uh, in the later stages. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on. Group B, um, AC Milan versus Atletico. Atletico grinding out that two one in the end with Suarez, but uh, I don't know what the boy Kessie was thinking when he got sent off. It was crazy stuff, really. You know. And he's such a good player. You know, we've spoken about him, obviously, where we think so highly of the boy. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was a bit nuts, wasn't it really? Like, there's no need for it, you know. Um, especially in, it's not a game that was maybe going to run by him for pace. You know what I mean? Like, typically the Spanish and the Italian teams, they play the game at a bit of a slower pace. So you don't necessarily need to be to be at that sort of thing, you know? Yeah. I was looking, um, I looked at that AC Milan against Atletico. Atletico don't look to me to be the Atletico of the past, let's say. They seem to be sort of um, a bit lacklustre. I think, they're, for me, Simeone has them playing a very pragmatic way. They're miserly at the back. And that's what he builds his, that's what he builds his foundations on, you know. Um, I don't think they're ever going to go out and beat teams 4-5-0. I just don't think they have that kind of firepower. You've got Griezmann now. You've got um, Suarez, obviously. You've got the boys, Joe Felix. You've got Thomas Lamar and Carrasco. There's a few boys like that, but they're still, they're still not, you know, the the kind of quality in the in the higher end of the pitch. You know, the couple of lads are getting on a little bit and stuff like that. You know, um, and and because of the style of play that they play, um, they're, they're not gonna they're not gonna go out and thump teams at all. It's gonna be a grind for them every week, but they will grind out against better teams. That's the thing. You know, that's the thing I will say. Like, you don't be surprised to see them in a in a quarter or a semi, even though they maybe haven't, you know, played overly expansive football or, or beaten big, big teams. They'll grind their way through the stuff. And that's just the way Simeone has them has them drilled, you know? It's mad to think that he drills them that way, considering the quality that he has up top. Like, you think about Suarez, Joe Felix, you know, Griezmann back there again, you know what I mean? When you have these type of players, why, why play such a pragmatic style? You know, it's it's very, very strange. It is, but I think it's just it's obviously the style of football that he he was he came, he became accustomed to, you know. Mm. Even as a even as a player himself, he was quite pra- pragmatic. He was that kind of defensive male midfielder, that tough mm. tackling, that you know, shielding the back four type thing. So I think he appreciates that kind of side of the game and and maybe he doesn't see the you know the offensive side as a as a I think he, he likes the bases his teams around keeping clean sheets and then nicking a goal here or there. They're quite good at set pieces and they counter-attack well and, you know, they can take free kicks and penalties and stuff like that. So I think he knows what he's doing, but for me, I think it's a, it can be a, a struggle to watch at times, I have to say. Yeah, absolutely. I'd imagine it's a struggle for those boys playing up front as well, having to play that kind of style as it, well. It's, qu- it's quite similar to playing up front for a Mourinho team, isn't it? Yeah. You know, absolutely. it's it's similar to that and it's, it's, it's painstaking at times. Yeah. Porto versus Liverpool, 5-1. Great result, man. Absolutely super result. Um, I didn't, I thought he might have made a few more changes. Um, personally, because I know we've spoken about that, and I did think he'd make a few more changes. I thought we might have seen Tamikis and maybe uh, Arigi and stuff like that. But listen, you've gone away from home, you've gone to a tough stadium, you know, albeit you didn't get the clean sheet. But other than that, it's a great night's work and it's on to the, it's on to the next, next game, you know. Yeah. Um, it was a good, solid performance, like. Yeah, I was um I was surprised as well he didn't ring more changes as well, especially on the back of the Brentford game. But then I suppose Dean made a point as well um in the reaction to the game was that it was important to put those boys back in there again to right that wrong, to set them up for the big game against City on Sunday. 
So I suppose I could see where he's coming from from both sides. But um, yeah, absolutely. It was certainly Liverpool 2018 19 laying down a marker, wasn't it? Yeah, it was 100%. Yeah, I, definitely. I don't, I don't think you're not expecting any surprise in this group. Are you thinking Liverpool and Atletico? Yeah, I think, it, I think it'll be Liverpool and Atletico. Um, and you know, listen, here's the thing Porto aren't that bad a side. Don't be surprised if they have a little say in who makes it into second. You know, they could cause trouble for Atletico. Um, now, listen, on the other night's basis, but I think that was as much about how well Liverpool played as opposed to how badly Porto played. Yeah. We all know Liverpool on that night can just blow teams away because of the, again, the story of play they have, you know? Yeah, they also lost their two centre-halves in fairness, you know, one to injury and then Pepe just... Pepe was a late withdrawal, wasn't it? And then Octavio yeah. went off injured as well. So we have to allow for that as well, you know what I mean? So... Um, yeah, that I, I don't think Porto looking at that match the other night, they're not as bad as that match reflected them. I think we seen Liverpool at the height no. of it and we seen Porto at the worst of it, really. You know what I mean? But somewhere in between is where they probably lie. Um let's move on. Group F, your yeah. own group, obviously. Um start off Atalanta 1-0 against Young Boys, typical kind of sort of Italian result really isn't it although at- at- Atalanta had been scoring for fun last season in the Champions League but this year they look like they're a bit more stingy uh, yeah I don't know if it's something they've tried to do or if it's just so happened that this is the way the results have kind of rolled the first couple of weeks round you know young boys we kind of all perceived that they were going to be whipping boys in the group now they've obviously turned United over and they've made a game of it away in Atalanta as well so, you know, they've got a couple of games coming up against Villarreal now. I'd imagine they're probably thinking if they can if they can nip a win against Villarreal at home, they're still in the shake-up for this, you know, to possibly get out of this group. Yeah. Although we may have written them off early, early on. They might not feel that way themselves about it, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, um, but yeah, I think Atalanta there. I think Atalanta are a, they're a decent side as well. You know, they are quite offensive. Um, you know, I, I saw bits of it again and there's some, there's some nice stuff going forward again on the counter-attack and the lad Duvan Zapata looks very, very good up front and he, he created the goal you don't know for Pessina, you know, so it was, it's good. They're a solid, solid side, you know. Yeah, he's a player that Craig speaks highly of all the time when I, when I talk to Craig about European football. Let's move on. United 2, Villarreal 1. Um, we spoke about this with United moments. Um, this was yeah. Ronaldo really saving Ali's ass, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah, it was Ronaldo, but it was also you know, uh, and I and I just I was looking at something earlier on. I think the subs when they came on, they did a little bit to to kind of liven things up a bit. I thought Cavani was excellent. Um, again, you don't need to come on and score four goals to be very very good. You've got to affect the play, and I think he injected, um, you know, a little bit of a little bit of movement up front that maybe was lacking. Um, in the first half and stuff like that and his walk rate we've said it before is just phenomenal you know yeah. um, and then obviously Jesse came on as well and he was unlucky not to score and then and then managed to to lay the ball off for Ronaldo you know so yeah I think the subs worked okay um, but listen you know you were very very poor um, we we probably and should have been out of that game by half time you know Especially, you know, how good the Haya played in the fourth half. And then you look at that Villarreal actually scoring the second half. If we're one or two down and they come out and get a tour, that's game set and match because they don't they don't leave their half then. And we have to try and pour stuff for them. We know how difficult you know you'd find it to break teams down that sit with that kind of low block, you know. So we were 
we were lucky enough, I have to say. And I think uh, I think Ollie is Ollie needs a couple of results now and a couple of performances, you know. Um to not not necessarily to keep the fans on side, but to to maybe, you know, keep the foot in the accelerator and say, listen, we're not gonna lift it this soon, we're gonna keep going at this, you know. Um I was thinking with Villarreal. The last few games have been yeah, I was thinking with Villarreal, if Jared Moreno had been playing, you could have been two or three nil down at half time very, very quickly. Um, Absolutely. That, that would have been curtains, I think. I thought Cavani when he came on was outstanding. I thought Jesse Lingard was excellent when he came on as well. I thought the goal from Tellez was exceptional. What a volume. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I laughed at Cavani coming on, though. It was hilarious. Like, it's absolutely spilling rain. And this guy's pouring water all over his hair. And I was thinking, you just got to go out there and run around for a couple of minutes and you're going to be soaking anyway. So there's no need. <laughs> it was funny. He was just doing the hair and stuff. That. I just thought it was hilarious. You know? um, what, what's your feeling about this group at the moment, the way it's shaping up? It, it's tight. Villarreal only have a point on the bottom of the group, but it's looking really, really tight. Um, United with three, Young Boys with three, and Atalanta with four. Yes. This, this, this is one of those groups that could go down to the last day of fixtures, couldn't it? Yeah, it absolutely could. Um, I think the only saving grace for United is our last game is home to young boys. Um, so we need we've three games now, three big games. We've home away against Atlanta, and then we've away against Villarreal. Where for me, we need to be looking for you know minimum uh, a win and two draws, um, that'll get you up on eight points, and then hopefully the win at home will get you to eleven, and that you would see us through, but. I mean, anything other than five points from them three games and, you know, we could be in trouble here again. Yeah, I thought that back four as well was a bit sort of um, at odds really at times, wasn't it? It was, but I mean, and here's the here's the strange thing from my point of view. There was three lads in that back four who don't play week to week and, and the goal we gave away was absolutely Rafi Avaran's fault. You know, he came, he came charging forward out of the back four to try and nick a ball high up the pitch. He didn't nick the ball. The ball came in behind and the space was created in the centre for when the ball came across from Dan Juma that Alcacer was able to, to nip in there. So you're looking at it and you're going, you're our most experienced player here in the back line. You've World Cups, you've European Championships, you've Champions League, you've absolutely every medal that you could possibly want. Mm. And it wasn't maybe Lindelof or it wasn't Tellez or it wasn't, although... The lot did have a tough game with Dan Juma. It wasn't them that kind of made the mistake that, that get gifted Villarreal the goal either, you know? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. How would you how would you see this shaping up? You'd be comfortable enough? Do you think United will go through no problem? I think we'll go through. I don't think it'll be comfortable at all. And I wouldn't be surprised to see us go through in second place. Who are you picking you know? from the who are you picking from the other three? Um, I think because Villarreal have two games with young boys. Um, now I know they've only got a point at the minute, but I think I'll, I think I'll side with Villarreal on the basis that they've two games against young boys. They're looking to pick up six there, um, and then you know they might take a point against us away, and then they possibly beat Atalanta at home. So I think Villarreal will get through with us. That'd be that'd be my take on it. But again, I think Atalanta are in the mix, and I, I think um, I think young boys will want to have a say as well. You know. Yeah, it's a real intriguing table, really, isn't it? A real intriguing group at the yeah. moment. Um, the next couple of games are going to tell the tale very quickly. Um, let's move on. Group H, Chelsea's uh, group. Uh, Zenit 4-0 against Malmo. Um, probably not unexpected. 
Um, yeah. And then Juventus uh, beating Chelsea 1-0 in Turin. Um, Wales have come off a little bit for Chelsea, haven't they? Two goals failing the pressure a little bit, is he? Yeah, like, you know, here's the thing. They've played two really, really good sides. They've played, you know, Juventus and Man City, two, two big football teams, and they've lost two games 1-0. You know, now, if you go in every other week and you only concede a goal against the likes of Liverpool, you know, you, uh, City, you kind of think you've done all right. The problem is, and, you know, we spoke about it before the season started, and we kind of had the crystal ball saying, is this a stage where, you know, Lukaku comes in and struggles again against the bigger teams. And at the minute, it's proven to be the issue, you know, or part of the issue. Um, you've, you've Havertz, or sorry, not Havertz, you've uh, Werner, who's struggling with against anybody. And you've, you've Lukaku, who is still sort of not going missing, but certainly not producing his best against the bigger sides. Um, and that was something that kind of plagued him in his United career. Um, and even as Everton career at times, you know. Mm. Yeah, I just thought it was it was a poor showing against Juventus. I thought, you know, Juventus are very poor at the moment. You know what I mean? I think that bottom half of Serie A at the moment and everything. So, I thought it would be a good time for Chelsea to go down, go there, lay down a marker. Um, Tuchel again, some some strange decisions, really. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I just I'm suspect at times on his substitutions and stuff like that and all and. I just found yeah. I, I looked at this game and it was kind of like there wasn't a huge amount of chances created either. You know what I mean? Like like normally we'd be coming on saying right they created yeah. a bunch of chances and maybe Werner didn't take them or you know Lukaku let a couple slide and maybe he picked up one or something like that. But they're not creating a lot of chances either, are they? No, no, they're not. And I don't think he looks like he's extremely happy with that kind of setting around Lukaku. I don't think he knows right now who is going to play on the right, who's going to play on the left, and who's going to play in behind. We think that's all up in the air for the minute. Obviously, you've got Ziyech, you've got Pulisic, you've got Werner, you've got Mason Mount, you've got Kai Havertz. There's an abundance of talent there. But at the minute, he doesn't seem to be finding the formula to put that together. Um, you know? And and I think that's something that they're going to have to do if they if they want to mount a challenge on, again, on both fronts, because we talked about Chelsea a couple of weeks ago and saying, you know, you wouldn't be surprised to see them win a double. But on the basis of the last two weekends, you would be surprised seeing them winning the double, you know what I mean? Obviously, City beating them and uh, and Juve then. The one thing I will say about Juve, you know, I know we're talking about maybe they're, they're a big club that are maybe on the rebuild and they're in the bottom half of Serie A. They know how to play European football. It's, it's kind of, you know, it's just in them. Mm. And and they're very astute, even you know the time waste and the defense. Everything is just they, they played the football a very very kind of a very simple kind of a way to to not kind of trip themselves up in games, you know. Um, and and again for me, another little little comment on that is the boy Kiesa is adding to this reputation all the time. Really, really looking like a a serious footballer. I know the Premier League, couple of Premier League teams are probably keeping their eye on him. Um, I think you guys might have been linked with him. During the summer, maybe or yeah. or something like that. But he's a he's a he's a serious baller. This kid, he's he's one of the best Italian footballers to be around in a long time, especially from the in the upper end of the pitch. You know what I mean? Yeah, 
Yeah, we also focus. I mean, we talk week on week about the Premier League and having to visit these grounds, these old grounds and stuff like that. And going to Turin and trying to get a result is a tough job at the best of times, you know. Yeah. Um, it's a very tough place to go. But I don't see um absolutely you don't you don't, you don't see Zenit causing a problem here, do you? It's, it's definitely Chelsea and Juventus going through, isn't it? No, no, this is Chelsea and Juventus, and, and and I probably see Chelsea topping the group even still, you know. But um, yeah, it'll be Chelsea and Juventus all the way. Yeah, it should be interesting anyway. Well, anyway, this has been your Champions League review. Um, now we're having to go off into an international break after this weekend's Premier League action, which um, depresses us even more. Um, so I don't think Champions League action. I don't think is back again until the. I think it's the week of the 18th and the 19th of October. Three weeks. Yeah, I think that's when we're back. It's going to be a very... That's right, because Liverpool United are on the Sunday, obviously. Mm. Yeah, we've got Atletico. Liverpool United are on the, are on the 20... Liverpool United are on the 24th. Yeah, we're the we, Sunday after the, after the first... After the Champions League game, back from the international break, you know? Yeah, we've Atletico away that day. Um, we have... We're away in Atlanta, I think. Okay. That should be interesting. No, I'm wrong. Actually, we're home against yeah, Atlanta. Home. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you'd be home. We're home against Atlanta, and then we're home against you lads a half hour on the uh, on the Super Sunday game. Yeah, I would hope that'd be a handy six points for us that week, anyway. So, but we'll see what happens. Should be the way we're playing. I mean, you might get twelve out, not just six. <laughs> With a bit of luck. But listen, a pleasure as always reviewing the action um, and roll on the 18th and 19th of October because uh, this seems to be going to be a very long. Uh, international break by the sounds of things till next time head over to youtube dynamo podcast network of course drop your comments into the episode if you agree or disagree with us can zenith go through who knows will bruce pull an upset who knows um as always if you want to contact the show at the underscore upper underscore tier on twitter or you'll get us on facebook and instagram the upper tier darren a pleasure as always 